Welcome, everybody, to Football Talk with Freddie, the number one podcast for football. Today, it is Thursday, September 9th, and today we're going to be we're going to be making our week two football predictions. I got a couple guests coming on the podcast today. I got my friend Mason and my friend Jacob. They're going to be helping me today. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I started having one person come on, tell me with predictions. I'm going to try two today because I have a lot of people who want to be on it. Yeah, and I appreciate the support, guys. If you guys want to be on it, uh, DM me on Instagram. Uh, I will try to set it up. It, uh, my schedule's filling up quickly. Quickly, a lot of people want to be on it, so happy about that. That I tried to do two this week. We'll see how it goes. goes. And then we're also going to be talking about some of the big storylines going on in college football. And then I'll be giving some of my opinions, hot takes, whether it's on some players' performance, some players that surprised me last week, and more. So if you want to find out, stay tuned for the podcast. And yeah, let's get to it. So the next thing we're going to be doing today is talking about all the big storylines in college football. But before I get into all the storylines today, I just wanted to talk about one thing. Why on earth are we having 37 FBS versus FCS matchups? 37. That, that's, that might be one-third of the FCS and almost a third of the, of the, F, of the FBS too. Why, why on earth are we playing these matchups? Okay, it's boring. Nobody wants to watch it. Okay, um, it it's it's just not fun, okay. Okay, I I love it when FCS teams pull upset, and sometimes they do. Don't get me wrong, wrong. It does happen. But for the most part, it doesn't happen. Okay, there's there's a few lucky wins, and it, I'm not calling it luck. Okay, some of the FC FCS teams they played better than that BS team. Some. But it rarely happens. It's fun when it... It's in, fun to watch when it does happen, but it rarely does, so I feel like there's just no point of playing those games. Okay. I, I want to see Power 5 versus Power 5, or at least Power 5 versus a high... mid-to-high group of 5. Not, not a lower-tier one. It's... It's just not fun to see. See, like this week, okay, top 25 teams, they're playing an FCS opponent. Al- Auburn, Alabama State, they played Akron last week, starting 2-0, and but they haven't played anybody. And no offense to Akron or Alabama State, but Auburn shouldn't be playing you. Florida, USF, okay, USF, okay, I don't hate it. Like, Florida's going to win. And it's not gonna be a fun matchup, but okay, that matchup's okay. Um, Murray State, Cincinnati, Murray State. Hey, no offense, you're only relevant because of John Morant. That that's about it. Uh, since I, and maybe they produce someone else. Okay, I I I don't follow basketball too much, but so I might be wrong about that. I don't think they've produced anyone in the NFL. Maybe they have. 
but for the most part, they haven't had a good football team, so I'm, Cincinnati shouldn't be playing them. Ball State, Penn State, okay, that's fine. Mercer, Alabama, no, I, that should not be a thing. South Carolina State, Clemson, not shouldn't be a thing. Western Carolina, Oklahoma, shouldn't be a thing. Austin P, Ole Miss, shouldn't be a thing. All, all these, all those games shouldn't be happening. Okay, and it it's just especially in week two. Okay, week one, fine, give people free win, but week two, just give us some good games. Games like some people they might just not even watch college football this weekend. Besides, like those two games, they'll just be getting ready for the NFL season. That's all I want to say. They need to get rid of these FCS games. It's just not fun to watch. So the next thing I want to talk about today is the Big 12. So the Big 12, 12 if you haven't heard the news already, it's happened a couple months ago. Oklahoma and Texas, they're going to be leaving the Big 12 uh, by 2025 at the latest. They could leave earlier. What? We don't know if they're going to leave earlier. They could, but at least we know by 2025, they're they're gone. So that leaves eight teams. Big 12, they're, they're going to need to grow. Uh, Texas and Oklahoma, those are the big programs there. Both of them leave. It doesn't help them a lot. So they have to add some new teams. So they sent an invite to four different schools, and I would say – what they I I'm I'm impressed they picked pretty good schools to join them. Okay, they picked Houston. Houston, it's in Texas, so and that's where the Big Twelve's mostly composed of. It's at least half the teams are in Texas. Uh, I think I think TCU, Texas, Texas A and M or Texas Tech, Baylor. Yeah, or maybe four of the ten. It, 40, 50%, something like I I might be forgetting someone. It, that's, that's the point, okay? But they still, the Big 12 is mostly represented by Texas. So they add Houston. Uh, they, they have a pretty solid football team some years. Uh, they did get a five-star. They got Ed Oliver. Uh, he was the local kid. Uh, he, he he plays for the Buffalo Bills now. Uh, for, was a first round pick, but he was a five star. He had a great career there. Uh, he. Uh, but, but Houston, yeah, I would say that's pretty good, and they're also pretty good at basketball. They made it to the Final Four. Four. Uh, didn't make it to the championship, but still pretty good team. Uh, so, provides helps them in basketball, and helps them in. In football. Could help them, might not help them. It probably, I would say it probably doesn't hurt them. It helps them in recruiting. Uh, and let's see, next team, we got Cincinnati. Again, pretty solid at basketball. Uh, football, they've been pretty good the past couple of years. Uh, this would be helping them a lot, especially if they're trying to get into the playoffs. Big 12, if they do still call it the Power 5. I don't know if they will, but if they consider them power five, then when that the Big Twelve, they have a pretty good shot of getting in. 
and it would help them a lot, especially if they don't make it this year. This year. Uh, next thing we got BYU. As they're pretty good, pretty good at basketball. I think they're in the whack, whack, and then with Gonzaga. Yeah, they're they're pretty solid. They're normally normally the second best team. Team football, they produce some good teams here and then. So I would say it's probably good for them too. Uh, they're independent right now, and then you got UCF, uh, a uh, big school. It's it's like the biggest school in the country, I think right now, or second biggest. It's 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 up there. They, they have a bunch of, yeah, a bunch of students. So I would say that's a, a good move for them, and they're pretty solid at football. Uh, they got Gus Malzone now. Uh, so, I. Now the question is, who's gonna stay though? Like obviously, those four teams would, or two of them would replace Texas, Oklahoma, and not to that to a full extent. Okay, it's 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 gonna be hard to fully replace them, but I would say they picked uh, some pretty good options. I I can't really think of another group of five team because that's. The Big Twelve, it's it's probably the lowest conference, at least uh, for m- money wise. Wise, it's it's still, and I think the second one's the pack or the American, and they're and I looked, and they they're still far behind. People, some people say, oh, the American, uh, they're good enough to be a power five. I don't think, I don't know how they judge it. I don't know if they judge it off performance or if they do it, do it by money I think it might be money but yeah still it's an upgrade for all those schools I would still consider them power five it's just me so I you know I think it's a good a good move by the big 12 trying to keep the conference alive but the thing is now it that hurts the American the American, are they going to find new schools? They lost UConn, though I wouldn't say that was a big impact for them. Them might be for basketball, yes, but for football, probably not. Uh, uh, but, but yeah, that's three schools they've lost in the past two years. Actually, three schools. Three schools, actually. I forgot Houston's in the American, so that's three schools they've lost. Or four schools. So, yeah, they would... Big American would go to eight? eight yeah, eight teams now. Uh, there would be USF, um, Memphis. I'm surprised Memphis didn't try to go for Memphis. I, I would have thought about it, too. At least geographically, but... And nowadays, it's not about geographically. It's more of who provides, who can provide money. That that's that's the business, whether you like it or not. That's just how it is. So. So yeah, that's that's, and pretty much the big story this week. And then it's, this isn't really a story, but something I do want to note. Note uh, from last week. I didn't even notice this, and and then I saw it on Instagram. I forgot who it was by, but but this one statistic, 
or this one player had a pretty crazy crazy statistic and it wasn't a power five team it was a it was a or not or a fbs team it was a fcs team now this one player i trying to remember his name it was a Yeah, his name was uh I'm 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 pulling it up. His name uh he was a linebacker for Fordham. Ryan Greenhagen. He had thirty one tackles, fourteen solo tackles, one sack, one tackle in the backfield. He was flying all over the field. And I was watching his film film uh from from the game it it was it was actually for the most of them were actually good tackles it's not like oh he let up a big play and then he just like ran downfield and made a tackle like it that's well that's obviously good if your guys are making tackles but but you want to obviously prevent big plays most of them were actually plays of him stuffing stuffing the run flying all over the field and yeah yeah this guy guy what is he a ryan green hang it is he a what year is he he's a i don't know what he is but it hey uh, he was a preseason All American last year. He six one two forty five. He's a senior, so okay. So this is gonna be his last year of eligibility, I think. Junior, sophomore, freshman. Yeah, okay. So it's his last year of eligibility. Uh, I was about to say if he's had another year of eligibility, I if I would uh be, if I was a coach, I would be trying to get him on your team. Uh, Yes, I know he plays at Fordham, but but there's still some FCS players that can play ball. Don't that's okay. That's the one thing I. I'm I'm gonna admit, there's guys that can play. There's a reason some guys get drafted in the NFL, from the FCS. And not just FCS, D two, D three. There's guys. That can play at all levels. Just not as many, but there's you can still play. It doesn't matter what level you're at. Uh, but he he was flying all over the field. Uh, we'll see we'll see what he can do do for uh, Fordham for the rest of the year. Do they play another FBS team team? I'm I'm trying to find that out right now. Uh, they play Florida Atlantic. Okay, I'll be able to watch or Florida Atlantic. Or yeah, Florida Atlantic, n- not next week, but the following week. So yeah, he he's a guy I would pay attention to. To let's see, can he finish the year with like two hundred fifty tackles, thirty tackles a game? How many games does Fordham play? They play one, two, three, six. Uh, I think. 11 or 12. 
11 games. So, yeah, 11 games, 30 tackles a game. What is that? Um, that's... That's, uh, I think... Yeah, 330 tackles. That that would be crazy. I'm pretty sure that's an FBS record. What's... Well, I want to find this out. Even if it's... Or FCS record. What What's the record for most tackles in a game? In college football. That, that's what I want to find out. Sorry, I've been talking about this a lot, but <laughs> I find it really interesting. Most tackles in a game, college football. Yeah, yeah, so he broke the record. Uh, yeah, so he broke the record. Yeah, yeah, 30 tackles, that's a lot. Uh, most. What's the most in a in a season? Passes no receiving. I'm, I'm pulling up all the tackles. Most tackles in a career no. Highest tackle per game average no. Most tackles in a season has been 198, and that was in the FBS 195. So, yeah, most tackles in a game was 30 before him, at least in the FBS. So now he, yeah, he holds the record. So, yes, if he, if he keeps this up, 30 tackles a game, it might be a little bit difficult. But if he does, he, he could break a record, and that would be uh, great for him. So... So yeah, uh, so the, yeah, the next thing thing we're gonna be hopping into is my predictions with Nick and Mason. I mean, Jacob and Mason. Oh yeah. So on our next segment on football talk with Freddie, we're gonna be doing our week one, our week two predictions. Uh, today I got two special guests. I got my friend Mason. Uh, he's a graduate from Texas A&M. And then my friend Jacob, uh, he he goes to the school up north that we don't talk about, Ole Miss. How are you guys doing today? Doing, doing good. Well. <laughs> doing all right, man. Just chilling. Thanks for having us on, bro. Yes, sir. And no problem. So, okay, so the first game we're going to be predicting today should be an easy game to pick. Uh, we got the Kansas Jayhawks, not really known for football. Pretty good at basketball, taking on number twenty-two Coastal Carol or number seventeen Coastal Carolina. Who do you have in this game? Uh, you want to go first, Mason? Yeah, I mean, I gotta go Coastal. Their offense is fire, and uh, Kansas, frankly, is just not good. Uh, for me, I mean, <laughs> it's kind of easy. I mean, Coastal, Coastal win. Y'all like Grayson McCall? Um. He's, he's like a sleeper, you know. Uh, last year I wasn't really too high on him, but then like I went and watched his tape and I was like, dang, he can spin it. But um, also Kansas is like, I mean, they stormed the field and they beat an, like, an FCS school. So they've won one game since 2019. So got to go with Coastal. Yeah, I'm going with Coastal Carolina. It would be a big upset for Kansas, but I don't see it happening. Yeah. 
Okay. It's, uh, the next game, we got number 12, Oregon, taking on number three, Ohio State. Ohio State, uh, they looked pretty good on offense last or last week against Minnesota. Defense, uh, they struggled, especially against the run. Uh, Oregon, they did not look good last week against Fresno State. But they did win, so – or both teams actually won this game. So who do you have in this game, Mason? I think um, Ohio State will probably take it. I think Stroud looked a little rattled against, you know, a perhaps maybe underrated Minnesota team. But Oregon, you know, they played a, a pretty good Fresno team. I just think that firepower on offense from – Ohio State mixed with their defense, I think, is going to take the game. Uh, yeah, that's that's good. I mean, I'm I'm uh, I'm with you. I, I mean, Stroud. I mean, you could tell that first half he was he was definitely rattled, but the second half he started to. I mean, he made some really good throws, and also, uh, K, uh what's it? Chris Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, like they're both two studs, and then they had that freshman uh, running back. I think I think it was. Um, uh, who, who was also like running the ball really well, and that defense, like, like they didn't play super well against Minnesota, but I think they'll click. And I'm also not super high on Oregon. Plus, I don't even know if Kayvon Thibodeau is going to play. He's day to day. They said that today. So, but I mean, I just I got to go Ohio State. Yeah, I got to go with Ohio State. I don't see them losing a single game this year, and they're playing at home too. So, I mean, that's yeah, yeah, bad too. yeah. Moving on, uh, moving on. We got the University of Alabama Birmingham Blazers UAB taking on number two Georgia. Georgia. They maybe they might not have JT Daniels for this game. Uh, he's dealing with an injury right now. I think Carson Beck is the backup. So, so that's a concern for Georgia. Who do you, UAB? They play Jacksonville State. Tyler Johnson looked pretty good last last week. Who do you have in this game, Mason? You know, I think uh, George is going to win fairly easily. I don't think it will be close at all. I think last week against Clemson, you know, might have shown a few weaknesses that Georgia has on offense, but Clemson also has a much better defense. So I think this will be an easy win for the Dogs. Even uh, without JT Daniels? Yeah, I mean, you got to just look at the amount of talent that Georgia has. I mean, their, their backup quarterback is going to probably perform – on any other Power Five team, so just plugging him into their offense, it's not gonna. I don't think gonna have an effect against UAB specifically. Okay, what about you, Jacob? Um, for me, I mean, for, okay. So I, one of my really good friends is a Georgia fan, and based off what I've seen and based off what I know, at least like Carson Beck isn't bad. Like he really is not like a bad quarterback. Um, not just that, but like that that defense. Okay, people talk about how bad DJ Ugalele, whatever, however you say it. Um, people like talked about how bad he played, but JT Daniels didn't play that good either. And that defense just what was lights out. Both of them were like That's, both defenses yeah. was so lights out. And UAB had a convincing win against Jacksonville State, who has been good in the FCS in the past, but lately they've been either average or slightly above, slightly below. And it's in it's in Athens, home opener. Like that defense, I I just I don't care. I don't know. Like JT Daniels didn't have to play and they'd still win. Like by in my opinion, about three or four touchdowns. Like I mean, UAB, I, I like UAB. I like Bill Clark. That defense is uh, he is one of the best group of five defenses 
but I just I just don't think they have the same personnel to keep up with Georgia, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I think Georgia easily wins this game. Yeah, and I, I love rooting for the upset. Like, I love the upset, yeah. but I just don't think it will happen realistically. Uh, let's see. The next game we got number 13, Florida, traveling down to Tampa to take on South Florida. Uh, South Florida, they got crushed against NC State last week, 35 nothing. Florida, they won against Florida Atlantic, 35-14, I think. Emory Jones, he did not look good in that game. Uh, who do you have in this game, Mason? Uh, you know, I want to say I think Florida does take it. Um, you're right. They didn't look good at all. They were up, what, 14-0 at half against uh, Florida. Florida Atlantic. And, yeah. I mean, just overall, they look kind of sluggish in my opinion. But I think Florida is just a much more talented team than uh, USF. And, you know, I think they're going to take them. They'll probably cover. Perhaps not, though, but we'll see. Uh. For me, I mean, I, I'm definitely going with Florida as well. If you, you if USF had, like, kept up with NC State, then we'll talk just because of Florida's performance against Florida Atlantic. But then I look at week one, and there wasn't many teams that are, like, so that were, like, projected to be good with, like, a projected possible Heisman candidate quarterback that, like, just didn't look well. I uh, didn't look the part. Like, Spencer Rattler looked a little sluggish, not the same guy we saw at the end of last year against Tulane. I mean, even a good team like Texas A&M, they had a new quarterback, Keynes King, who's supposed to be pretty good. I mean, he, for the first half, he didn't look super, like, super, like, that good. But towards the end of the game, he was he was clicking it. And uh, Emory Jones, um, I, I've never – I'm one who's never been super high on him. Uh, I like him. I, I think he's a good athlete. I think Anthony Richardson's better, and I think he might eventually star over him. But um, – I, I can't judge a quarterback off one game as a starter, so I'm definitely going Florida just because it's SEC. USF got blown out by NC State. That's just my, what I think. Yeah, I'm, go, I'm going with Florida in this game. I think they'll play a lot better. And and Emory Jones, I think he'll play a little bit better, but or at least he better or else quarterback change might be happening. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's see. The next game we got uh, the Toledo Rockets taking on uh, number eight Notre Dame in South Bend, the home opener for Notre Dame. Who do you have in this game, Mason? Uh, I got to go Notre Dame. I know they had a close game against Florida State, but Notre Dame is just one of those teams that every year they seem to win 10, 11 games. Sometimes they go undefeated like they did in 2012. But every now and then, you know, they just seem to continue to win. And against lesser opponents, I think they're just going to pretty much beat them before the half is over. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, first off, I want to say I Jack Cohn at, at Wisconsin was stuck in that 1950s offense. And, like, no one really saw, like – him really do anything uh like he i mean he didn't really have a chance to prove himself but for me against florida state bro he could throw the ball like, i did not realize he could throw that well he, he was pinpoint accuracy for the most part uh fourth quarter i think they got shut out but um other than that i mean he played very well in that hostile environment first game at notre dame and this is their home opener against toledo and i mean from what i've heard i've actually have like a friend who's played 
a game in South Bend, and he said that's one of the toughest places to play. Definitely under underrated, in my opinion. And I think that it'll be tough if Toledo were to go in there and win. I know that Toledo is also a team that like they've have they 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 have had history of competing with teams like this just randomly. But I think Notre Dame will win pretty big too. So yeah, I'm going with Notre Dame. Uh, they're a 17 point favor in this game. Uh, I th- I think they can uh, they can beat Toledo and not to, and Toledo they're they're a pretty solid uh, MAC, uh, group of five team in the MAC but Notre Dame I, I just think has a lot more talent and they're going to win this game. Yeah, let's see uh, the next game. Uh, sorry about that. Somebody was uh, playing with their car outside. You good? Uh, uh, we got number five Texas A&M. Taking on Colorado, I think I already know who Mason's going to pick in this game. Yeah, I mean, you know, I got to go with the Ags. I think uh, perhaps I really think we Colorado might cover the spread. Um, I feel like they have a a decent team this year, but the Ags are just going to be too much. Uh, Haynes King, you know, he came out first half. He's a, he's a freshman, first time playing in front of that many people. Of course, I, I think it was expected for him to to have like an off type game but still look decent enough I mean, he threw for almost 300 yards a couple touchdowns I know he had the three picks but you know the run game really kind of carried you know both our running backs went over 100 yards both had um you know like big runs big rips off of of uh off of Kent State and you know even with the receiving game we had two receivers I think reach 100 yards I mean overall the offense will be I think more settled and the defense you know it's I, I would argue that it's probably perhaps a top 10 defense in the entire country, definitely in the SEC top five. Um, but I think the only thing that could potentially give them some issues is, is playing in Denver, you know, at the high altitude. Cause you know, down here in Texas, it's, I don't, I don't, I think it's like 300, uh, maybe 250 above sea level and, you know, mile high, it's like, you know, 55,000 feet or whatever. So, or mm-hmm. whatever it is, but it's, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a little bit, uh, just with the weather and, you know, kind of the air. Uh, I mean, that's what I'm getting at. Okay, so the SEC, in my opinion, I've seen it. The SEC, anytime the SEC plays on the road against a Pac-12 team, I don't care who the Pac-12 team is. I mean, unless you're, like, it's Alabama doing it. Like, it's it's going to be a struggle, I think. And is, is the game being played at, uh, at Mile High? Like, Denver's yeah, it, it's in Rutgers. Denver. Yeah, yeah, Okay, so, uh, like, like he said – like I think that could be a struggle at least for a little bit, and it, I, I think it'll be a close game. Like, I'm not not saying it'll be a close game for all four quarters, but I could see it being sort of close. You know, maybe like a 35-21 game at the end of it. But I do like Texas A&M. They have a stout defense. They have pretty good receiver. They're running back. Isaiah Spiller is one of my favorite running backs in the in all of college football. I love the way he runs the ball, and I like Haynes King too. He's very elusive and has a very good arm and. I think just give him a couple of games. I think he'll start firing all his cylinders. He's better than Kellen Mond, in my opinion. Also, Haynes is actually one of the faster guys on the team. I think he runs in, like, the 4-4s, 40s. So, he's actually really quick. And uh, he actually showed some uh, elusiveness against Kent State. He actually – Reminding me of Johnny Football out there. Not going to lie. No, no, he did. Like, I was saying that the same thing. I was like, God, I didn't realize how fast he was. But uh, I think think Texas A&M wins. Yeah, I'm going with uh, the Haggies. Well, let's see. The next game should be a pretty easy pick. Uh, we got Murray State taking on Cincinnati. If this was a basketball matchup, 
in Mercy they had John Morant would be a different story, but for football, Cincinnati, I think they're easily going to win this game. Uh, they looked great last week against uh, Miami. Yeah, I got to agree. I mean, Desmond Ritter, he's pretty insane as a quarterback. I mean, what last week he was really efficient. You know, I think he had 300-something passing yards, several touchdowns. Um, I just think they're going to be too much for uh, Murray State. Uh, for me, for me, it's definitely uh, 100%. Uh, I'm going to go with Cincinnati for sure. Um, Desmond Ritter uh, is on my fantasy team in college, so like I got, I got, I hope he does well. But also like him, I love. I think he has a high ceiling in my opinion, and I also think people don't really talk about him as much as they do like Sam Howell and Spencer Rattler. But I think that he has the potential of having a great pro career in my opinion, and I, mean, I think they'll win big. Uh, yeah, I can definitely see Desmond Ritter being a solid NFL quarterback. Yeah. Uh, I think Cincinnati has has a chance to, like, make some noise in the CFP if they uh, go undefeated, too. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, they play Indiana, who might be having a down year. It's only, one, it's only been one game, but they did not look good against Iowa. And then they play Notre Dame, which would be a big win for them. So, uh, let's see. The next game, we got the Ball State Cardinals taking on number 11, Penn State. Penn State last week uh, beat Wisconsin 16 to nothing, or 16 to 10. Uh, Ball State, I forgot who they played, but I'm pretty sure they won. Uh, who do you have in this game, Mason? Uh, you know, I'm going to go Penn State with this one. I think that athlete for athlete, I think Penn State just has more of them. In Ball State, and I just think that that uh, that defense is probably going to shut them down pretty consistently. And I, I think they get the offense going against Ball State as well. Uh, can you can you tell me that matchup again? It like cut out. Yeah. Oh, uh, Ball State versus uh, Penn Penn State. That's what I thought you said, but it cut out, and then he started talking. So I was trying to listen to what he said, and I was like, okay. I didn't uh, I think Penn State will win. Uh, I, I can't really tell whether their offense is bad or their defense was just that good. You know, uh, you you could really tell in the Clemson Georgia game, but in the Penn State Wisconsin game, I think it was a little bit of both. Maybe I like Sean Clifford, and they had that one receiver. What's his name? Number five. Uh, Dot Dotson. Yeah, I like him. He 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 was someone I had my eye on. Um, I think I think Penn State will win, no question. But it's just really like. You know, in my opinion, this is more of a let's get prepared for the Auburn game, and this will really show, like, what they actually have. And Auburn, you know, they'll, they'll beat the crap at ASU. So, but, um, yeah. Yeah, I think Penn State is going to win this game easily. Yeah. Uh, the next game, I don't even know if it's worth mentioning. Uh, the Mercer Bears, I think they're the Bears, uh, taking on Alabama. Uh, there's not a whole lot to talk about. Alabama, they looked great last week. Mercer, they won their game 69 to nothing. Um, nice. So yeah, so um, uh, the kicker, he missed that short point <laughs> to make it that score. Uh, who do you have in this game? I mean, it's obvious. I'm going yeah. Bama. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Mercer, I think they, they keep it close for five minutes. Um, <laughs> yeah. But- 
I just Bama is just insane. Bryce Young, he looked a lot better than I had anticipated, especially, you know, you got to think like the entire Bama team, they have, I think, 75 uh, blue chip recruits on their team. Um, they don't ever lose people. They just keep reloading. And I think it's just evident year after year. And this game's going to be over before the first quarter. Yeah, easily. I mean, yeah, that's what I think. Uh, I think <laughs> uh, Bama, first off, I love watching Bama play. I think, I love Bryce Young. I thought he looked really well, really good against Miami. Uh, he's my favorite after week one to win the Heisman. And there's a long season. You know, you never know what could happen. But uh, I think Bama will, will play the first quarter and then half of the second, then they'll put Paul Tyson in and the other guys, and we'll see the entire team play. They'll have the practice squad players in as well. So it'll be one of those type of games. I, I give it like 56, 63 to nothing or something like that. I think Bama's just really efficient. They uh, they score just every – like it feels like almost every possession they're scoring. Um, they, they're going to they're gonna kill them. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to be much of a game. But then again, uh, one FCS team uh, was able to compete with Alabama for a half. Uh, the Citadel. Two or like two or years ago. So, so who knows? Maybe Mercer pulls the big ups. Yeah. Or at least in It's the definitely half. possible for them to compete, but uh, <laughs> Bama, yeah. will cover, Bama will cover easily. Yeah. So... Uh, let's see. Uh, the next game, uh, this is probably the best matchup uh, this week. We got number 10, Iowa, taking on number 9, Iowa State. State, Iowa State, they did not look good last week against Northern Iowa. Uh, Iowa, they crushed Penn State, or Indiana 33-3 to or something like that. My, uh, Michael Penix, he threw a bunch of interceptions. So who do you have in this game? Uh, you know, for me, I'm going to be rolling with the Hawks. I've been saying this since last season, ever since they kept trying to rank Iowa State ahead of A&M. I think Iowa State is just grossly overrated for their for their position they're in. I think they have a good team. They have a veteran team. But they don't have the athletes to compete with the top dogs in college football. And I feel like you can only get so far on grit. And I think Iowa just is a better team overall. I think they play a harder schedule. And I think that, you know, like Brock Purdy, I think he's a great quarterback. I think their tight end's really good. And uh, who's their running back? Uh, it's um, uh, Brees good. Hall. Good. No, wait, Iowa State? No, uh, Iowa. Iowa State. Yeah. Wait, Iowa State? Oh, it's Brees Hall. Yeah, I think Brees Hall's a great running back. You know, I think he's probably top five in the nation. But I just think that overall I think Iowa's going to probably take it from them. I think it's close for a while. And then uh, maybe Iowa wins it late, but that's going to be me. I'm going to roll with the Hawkeyes. Uh, I'm rolling with you, bro. Uh, you know, Iowa State, like, overall has been a better team over the past couple of years. But Iowa, Iowa's defense really impressed me against Indiana. And I honestly thought Indiana was going to have more of a down year this year. Um, I really didn't think they were all that amazing last year. Like, not saying that because we – came in there at four and five and beat them in the Outback Bowl. But personally, I just I just didn't think they were that, like, great. They were a little overhyped. You know, they had a lot of, like, gimme wins last year. Plus, it was a COVID year, so you couldn't really tell. 
But um, I, I like Iowa's defense, and I think it might be a little bit of a defensive battle, but I, I think they'll end up winning. Yeah, I, I think I'm going with Iowa. Actually, uh, when I was watching some of the highlights highlights from the from the Indiana Iowa game, uh, something came or one statistic I found is that Iowa they I forgot how long it was, but they have like the longest streak in college football for holding teams under uh, 25 points. So uh, they've been playing defense, which that's impressive. Yeah, I, I think it was yeah. uh, for like for the past two seasons they've held their opponents to under 25 points. So, so that's pretty good. Uh, I, I think I'm going with defense, so give me Iowa. Uh, let's see, the next game, uh, it's, it's pretty much a gimme. It's South Carolina State versus number six, Clemson. Clemson, they lost to Georgia, but but I, I think there's not any question marks for them, at least for this game. Yeah, I think Clemson gets it rolling. Um, not much to say against South Carolina State. I know we played them a f- couple years ago, and, you know, it just wasn't much of a game. I know they're probably – what are they, an FCS school? Yeah, FCS. Okay, yeah. I think that overall Clemson will probably put this one away early. That's pretty much all I got for South Carolina State. Well, what about you, Jacob? Um. I mean, Clemson is going to win. I think it'll be big. I like DJ. Um, people are hating on him. But, uh, I mean, he, he struggled out there for sure. And I don't think they have the weapons that they've had in the past either. But uh, give them some time. I mean, I do think they'll win their next 11 games. Like, I really I really am pretty confident in that. But um, not just because I think, like, they're just better than everybody else, but I just think the ACC is kind of going to have a, a really – like down down year in my opinion, but uh, I think uh, I think Clemson will win pretty big, good bounce back win. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it's a gonna be an easy win. Uh, the next game we got Western Carolina taking on number four Oklahoma. Oklahoma they they won their op- uh, their season opener, but not by much. They beat the Tulane Green Wave. Uh, forty to thirty-five. Offense was okay. Uh, Spencer Rattler he had a couple, of, a couple of interceptions. Defense though, it's, it's got to improve if they want to uh, compete for a playoff spot. What about what do you think or who do you have in this game, Mason? Uh, I'm gonna roll with the Sooners. As bad as we think that I think Oklahoma's offense looked, Spencer Rattler still completed almost eighty percent of his passes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he had a few picks. I think he had two of them, right? But yeah, I think that's more to do with Tulane being a better team than perhaps we thought than OU just being worse. I think Tulane made it a really great game. And, you know, it looked like late it was going to be a runaway. And then all of a sudden Tulane starts scoring a bunch. And I think it caught Oklahoma by surprise there at the end. And even with them having a chance to win with that onside, I don't know what Tulane was doing by switching up their whole offense in that last drive. But I think Oklahoma bounces back in a big way against Western Carolina, and I think uh, they win big in, in Norman. Um, okay, so this is going to be my last one, and then I got to go. Uh, it's been 30 minutes. But, um, okay. uh, yeah, so uh, but for me, it's definitely – okay, I like Oklahoma. Like, that's obvious. I think they'll win for sure. Um, Spencer Rattler, I, I wasn't like 
I, I don't think he's NFL ready. Like people say, like he's like top two quarterbacks projected in this year's draft. Um, not on my board, but I'm not an expert. But um, I love Marvin Mims. I love uh, Jaden Hazelwood. Uh, Kennedy Brooks being back, like that's huge. Uh, they have Eric Gray, and that's his name, Eric Gray. Um, that other running back, but um. That defense, everybody every single year says Oklahoma's defense is back. Though they're getting better, they're getting better. But I, I don't see it. Uh, I can't. I'm not one to talk. I'm an Ole Miss fan. We we're known for bad defense, but hey, we looked good on Monday night. You got to throw that out there. But um, um, me personally, I'm not. I'm not like big on that Oklahoma's defense is getting better wave. But I, I do think they'll they'll score every single drive against Western or Western Carolina. Is that who they play? Yeah. yeah, yeah, but uh, I yeah I gotta head out. Um, wait, put, out, I got one more pick. Uh, right. yeah, Austin right. P or Ole Miss? Austin P or Ole Miss? <laughs> All right, Mason, go. I'm gonna roll with Ole Miss big. Okay, is that, is that it? That's it. Yeah. All right, All right. for me, uh, Ole Miss. Uh, I think we'll win. Um, Corral looked pretty good. Um, you know, I was at the game. Uh, and from what I saw, I mean, he had a lot, of, couple of questionable throws, but I think every quarterback has those every game, for sure. They have a throw where you're like, ah, oh, I shouldn't have thrown that, kind of contested or whatever. But uh, he looks more confident out there. And our defense, man, like, like I know we gave up 23 points in the second half, but my thing that I'm getting at is, is that we 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 gave up fit, like 500 yards of total offense to Vanderbilt last year, who 0 and 10, uh, 2019. We gave up 30-plus points to Southeast Louisiana's FCS. And the year before that, we gave up 500 yards and 41 points to South Southern Illinois University, who's also FCS. They went, like, 4-8 and eight that same year. So, I mean, the fact that, like, we – you could tell our defense has looked more confident. I don't know what I think about the 3-2-6 defense. I don't think it'll work against everybody, especially if, a, if you have a dual-threat quarterback. But um, – I thought we looked pretty well, pretty pretty good. So yeah. I, I like Ole Miss big in this game for sure. I'm taking Austin P. All right, okay, I'm, All actually right. I'm actually going. I'm actually going with Ole Miss. Okay, I, I'm not gonna be that that person. All right, but uh, yeah. I gotta go. Uh, it was yeah. fun talking to y'all. Uh, yeah, thank you, bro, for joining. Okay, uh, we can just go through the rest of the games quickly. Uh, yeah, because most of them are going to be branch gimmies. Uh, uh, we got Eastern Michigan versus Wisconsin. Uh, who do you have in this game? I'm going to go Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah, I, I think they're going to win that. I think they get uh, that off. The, the next one. one. Yeah, uh, the next one. It's not really a gimme, but it should be a pretty good matchup. Uh, App State uh, versus Miami. Uh, who do you have in that game? You know, I'd really like to take App State in this one. I think they get the upset. I don't think Miami's as good as perhaps they are. And they're only, I think, nine-point favorites in this game. I mean, I think yeah. that I think App State has a team that can win against uh, Power 5 teams and especially teams that feel like they're down on their luck a little bit. And I think Miami might be one of those teams. Look for the upset from App State. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'm taking Miami. Uh, let's see, the next game, uh, we got Texas versus Arkansas. That uh, should be a pretty good matchup. Uh, I'm taking Texas. Who are you taking? 
it pains me to say horns down, but I think Texas takes the dub. Uh, let's see. Middle Tennessee State versus number 19, Virginia Tech. I'm taking Virginia Tech. What about you? Yeah, I'm going to ride with the Hokies. Uh, let's see. Georgia, uh, Georgia State versus North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina's going to get the dub on this one. Yeah, I think they bounce back. For uh, sure. Let's see. Alabama State versus Auburn. I got to go with Auburn. I think, I think Auburn wins big. Yeah. Uh, Auburn, okay, let's see. Uh, we got the Holy War uh, Bowl. We got U- number 21, Utah, versus BYU. Uh, who do you have in that game? Honestly, I think I could see BYU winning. I don't want to be down on Utah, but I think um, I think BYU is a team that, that could surprise some people this year. I, I, I could definitely see that. Um um, I'm going with the the Utes in this game. I really like uh, Charlie Brewer. So uh, let's see the next game. We got uh, the Stanford Cardinals taking on USC. Who do you have? Uh, I got USC. I think they're going to win comfortably. Uh, yeah, I think so too. Uh, let's see. No, uh, we got UNLV versus Arizona State. Uh, Arizona State for sure. Arizona State, yeah, I think they can win. ULV, UNLV, they lost to Eastern Washington, and they did not look good. I think it's going to be a rough year for them. Uh, let's see. Uh, the next game, we got uh, we got uh, Washington versus Michigan. Who do you have in that game? Washington versus Michigan? Yeah. I want to say I think Michigan will win. I don't think Washington looks very good at all. And, you know, they're playing in Ann Arbor. I'm going to go Michigan. I'm taking Michigan, too. Uh, we got Pitt versus Tennessee. Who do you have? I feel kind of torn. I think I think Pitt pulls it off. Pitt? Yeah, I'm taking Pitt with the upset. I just don't, don't trust Tennessee. I'm not a believer in Tennessee yet. I got to see more. Yeah, same. And then uh, the last matchup, we got the NC State Wolfpack taking on Mississippi State. I think I already know who you're going to pick. You know, I'm going to surprise you here. I'm going to go with the Bulldogs here. I think they they, uh, they spring the upset. They're playing in Starkville. And, you know, after going through the stats and looking at some film, uh, the quarterback from Mississippi State, he was pretty efficient. Uh, you know, he turned it, they turned it on late. I think Mississippi State gets the win. I think so too. Just got to clean up, clean up uh, some of those penalties. That's what killed us, I think, in the turnovers. Just got to clean those up, and I think we can win this game. Uh, NC State—they're a really good run, a running team, and we had a pretty good run defense besides that one quarterback, our quarterback option uh, that killed us. Or besides that play, we we're pretty good on defense. So I'm taking Mississippi State. Well, Mason, uh, thank you for joining the show. Show and and you're welcome to jo- to be back anytime. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. Y'all have a good one. You too.
Hey everyone, I wanted to uh, thank you guys for listening to my podcast. Really appreciate the support. Uh, so, so we're gonna be changing things up a little bit. Uh, so on Wednesdays, I'm going to be doing uh, a podcast on the NFL. Phil, and then on Thursdays, I'm gonna be doing a podcast on college football. I'm gonna be changing it up. I was trying to do four a week. It, it's just. Yeah, it, it takes a lot of time, and and I'm really busy right now. And I know it's, it's a lot for you guys, too, to listen to four podcasts. So I'm going to be changing it up. I'm going to do two. I'm going to do my best to to keep it under an hour. hour. My goal is to make it about 45 minutes. Might maybe less, maybe a little bit more, but I'm going to try to keep it under an hour. And then... And... Then we'll be doing yeah my predictions every week. Uh, I'll try to do a quick recap, a little bit talk about the AP poll, talk about uh, some of the big storylines. I might just go quickly over the game, tell you the score like, like what player made the biggest play on offense, on defense. Uh, I'll I'll try to yeah simplify things, and then, and then yeah that that's gonna be how it goes. Um, maybe some weeks I'll have you guys asking questions. So, so yeah, again, so I'll be posting NFL on Wednesdays, college on Thursdays. If some changes, I'll let you guys know again. But again, I really appreciate the support. And I'll be back on Wednesday with my, with my NFL predictions. I, so yeah. Hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week. And, yeah, Hill State and go Bills. Hopefully Mississippi State beats NC State and then the Bills. Hopefully they beat the Steelers.